to you, Jesus. Because it's all about you. Say hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. I'm so coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it when it's all. It's all about you. Yes. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. Jesus. 
Hel Elyon God, the Most High God. I give you praise, Jehovah Nisi, God our banner. Thank you, Lord. Jehovah Roy, the God that sees so many things. The El Shaddai, the Almighty God, the All-Sufficient God. I don't know about you. I don't know. These are the different names of God in the Bible. I don't know how God has been to you. I want you to begin to say, God, you are Jehovah, my protector. If I've protected you, I just want you to begin to give God that particular name. If he has fought your battle, you can tell him Jehovah uh, El Warrior or any name uh, that he has been to you. If he has fought your battle, you can call him Jehovah El Warrior or any name. Uh, it depends on your encounter with him. Just give him that name. Just say, God, Jehovah, my assurance. If that is what God is to you, Jehovah El Assurance. I don't know what God is to you. Just begin to say it. Jehovah my Savior, Jehovah my Lord, my provider, El Shaddai. If God has not left you stranded, say Jehovah my provider, the El Shaddai. Say God, thank you. Thank you for your mercy, for your faithfulness. If God has healed you, it's Jehovah Rapha to you. Say, God, I thank you, my Jehovah Rapha. God, I thank you, Jehovah Rapha, for healing me. I, I give you praise, Lord. If he, had the all, if he has been the all-sufficient God, the almighty God is Jehovah El Shaddai. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Call his name according to the encounter that you have had with him. Say, Lord, I give you thanks. I give you praise, Lord. I have come to just say thank you, Jesus. I have not come to ask for anything. I have just come to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for strength. Oh. I wanted to say to him, let every other name fade away because God, there is only you in this place tonight. You're the center of my attention. You're the center of my focus. I wanted to just worship him tonight. Let every other name fade away. Just lift your hands to Jesus tonight. I wanted to just pay attention to him. I wanted to say something very nice to God. I wanted to say, God, I bring, I come to you tonight, bringing my garments of praise, bringing my worship tonight. I wanted to say to God, I come to you tonight, coming into your presence, showing up. I just, they're just celebrating you for your goodness, celebrating you for your mercies. Someone lift up your voice and worship Him. His presence is here. He's here to deliver. He's here to save. Lord, we worship you. Come and lift up your voice and worship your God tonight. Lord, we give you praise. Your word. Your word. We bless you. We bow before your throne. We bless your name. God, we've come to bow before your throne, and we glorify your holy name. You are the King of Kings, Jesus. We glorify. 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening everybody. I believe you are all doing well. Shalom, evening people of God. I believe you are all doing well. Wow. We give God all the praise. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. We give God all the praise for His protection, His mercies over our lives. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. All right. Before we enter into a moment of prayer, even、um, before the word of God, I want to make a prayer for those that are believing God for traveling dogs. I want to make a prayer for you. If you have your passport with you, you can get it ready as I lift up a prayer, even for all of you. But before that, let me just do this quickly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord said I should pray for somebody. For there is a door that must open for you. There is a door that the Lord said we need to pray so that that door will be opened. Every assignment of the enemy trying to frustrate the opening of that door in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I command the assignment of the enemy. Even to be abolished in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Debbie, Debbie, Dazi, Debbie, Dazi, I'm praying for you, okay? The Spirit of the Lord said to me, Any altar in your family that is trying to stop glory, glory, I see in the realm of the Spirit, there is so much glory that God has bestowed upon you. I'm looking at your heart in the spirit. The Lord has permitted me to look at your heart. You are a very, very, very good woman. And the angel of the Lord said to me to tell you it is because of how pure you are in your heart that a lot of people try to take advantage. And I see in the realm of the spirit. The Lord is speaking to me to tell you there is a door that must open for you, but there is a woman that is standing behind the door that has shut the door. I don't know the number of sisters that your. It's okay, let me. I don't want to go there. But the Lord is speaking to me. There is a woman, and this woman is very close, like a sister to one of your parents. And the angel of the Lord is speaking to me. The woman said, If her parents have not, if her children have not experienced beauty 
in marriage, then nobody is going to be allowed, even in your mother's family, to also experience the glory of God. But the Lord spoke to me and said, My daughter has a pure heart. She is a good person. And because of that, step into the matter. Destroy the works of the enemy. And let whatever I have planned and purpose for her even be made manifest. The Spirit of the Lord is ministering to me. For right now, I see that I have been carried with the angel of the Lord. We moved and we entered into the clouds. I saw that we stayed in the clouds for five seconds. And immediately we have appeared at a place. The place that I saw myself that we have appeared. I saw in the Spirit that we are standing on the roadside. And there is a very big signpost. We are standing on the roadside and there is a very big signpost. And as I'm looking at the signpost, I saw that your picture was on the signpost. And as I was looking at your picture, the angel of the Lord said, As you look at what is there, for he is about to open great doors for you and connect you to great people. And as I was looking at it, I saw that a lot of people were driving even on the road. And they were all looking at your picture even on that signpost. And as they were all looking, I saw that they had written something like a certain number. That anybody that set eyes on that signpost will begin to dial the number on his or her phone. And I saw they all started calling your line, giving you a lot of jobs and the lord is ministering thank you holy spirit i don't know if this thank you i'm looking at 0241 help me lord 0241 46 this is what i'm seeing even on this is what i'm seeing that's your contact listen to me the lord is speaking to me he's going to be a great blessing to you as i'm looking at the disciples i'm seeing that they have sewn clothes and they've taken pictures of the clothes and they are, it is shown on an led screen the lord is speaking to me to tell you you saw god is about to bless you the lord said you are the one that will change the story of your family because i'm seeing that a woman is praying for you and the lord is telling me that this is the prayer of the woman that even if everybody does not succeed in the family as for you you should get to a certain height of greatness so that you can be a blessing to them the light of god has located you today and the lord said he has singled you out of your siblings he is going to release a great blessing upon you you will get a glorious marriage the Lord said, I should tell you, there is a grace on you. You, there is a grace on you. Keep praying. There are times that you dream about people and the dream is so on point. But the, there is no kind of like zeal and th this kind of boldness to tell the people what you have seen. The Lord is speaking to me. This is an anointing and a gift that he has given to you that must be might grown to a certain point. You dream a lot. It is a grace the Lord has given to you. And the Lord said that is why you need a man of God to marry so that you can build that. I'm praying for you. May the Lord never cause your step even, even to be missed when it comes to the area of marriage because 
the grace of God that is upon you, you really need to be in the house of God and be a blessing to the nations with that grace. I'm praying for you. There is those, listen, I'm saying this. This one is not favoritism. But as I'm seeing and hearing, I'm saying it. There is nobody in your family that will be greater than what God has purposed for you. I stand in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus and I decree by the voice of the Lord whatever the Lord has purposed for you from today a new dimension of wealth has been opened unto you go and walk in the power of God the Lord is speaking to me I don't know if you have applied for any scholarship or you want to further your education but there is a man that is standing in the gap and he said he's going to be a blessing unto you and he will help you even further your education I pray for you you have started the process door is going to open for you you will go far I'm telling you, I'm seeing white people all around you. You will go far. I decree in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, whatever the Lord has started, let it come to a place of perfection. You will be great in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I call it that. I saw somebody here, Gifty Adobia. Gifty Adobia. The Lord is speaking to me to pray for you. I'm seeing in the realm of the spirit that the angel of the Lord has opened something like a briefcase to me in the vision and as i'm looking at the briefcase i'm seeing a lot of money different currencies in that briefcase and the angel of the lord said to me to tell you that a new dimension of grace even for wealth has been opened unto you and the lord is speaking to me because i'm look as i'm looking at the briefcase there is a certain name boldly written on it i saw a name like diodu written boldly on that on the briefcase and the spirit of the lord is ministering to me that is about to bless you and is about to open a traveling door for you I'm seeing you, I'm seeing a man and I'm seeing I don't know what, I'm seeing children, I'm seeing two of them I'm seeing a young boy and I'm seeing a young girl, the Lord is speaking to me, even that his hand is coming so strong upon you and he's about to open great doors unto your destiny and whatever he has planned and purpose for your life, he's about to bring everything into manifestation I'm praying for, listen to me there is a grace for counseling that is upon you. There are times when people are going through issues. They call you and you counsel them. The Spirit of the Lord is ministering to me. There is a grace for counseling and wisdom that he is releasing upon you. And a lot of marriages will, will come to a place of their glorious estate when you begin to speak the, the wisdom of God. Even into the ears of the couple. I'm praying for you whatever the Lord has planned and purpose for your destiny in the mighty name of the lord jesus you will see everything even with your eyes in jesus precious mighty name every assignment of the enemy against your life today i command that assignment to fail in the mighty name of the lord jesus the grace of the lord is upon you and the lord will bless you in jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah Okay, let's teach in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, let's teach. Let's teach. Okay, we are making a prayer right now. Mighty God, we honor you. We give you praise and the glory. Thank you for this wonderful day that you have given unto us as a wonderful gift. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible said, this is the day that the Lord has made. 
Therefore, we must rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for peace. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. Even in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. As we have come before thy everlasting throne, we ask, O oh God, that you pour out your blessing even on our destinies. Show us the way of glory. Let us know your word. Cause us to be strong even in your word. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that any darkness that will try to prevent your people from seeing your light, let that darkness be swallowed up by the intensity of your light. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let your hand be upon us and cause us to be strong even in your word. In Jesus, your word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with power. And let it impart grace even into the hearts of your listeners. We give you praise even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. We give God all the glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please. If you are here and you are believing God for a traveling door, yes, Lord, and you have your passport or your any any ID card with you, you can just lift it, lift it right now. Let me make a prayer for you. You can lift it. Lift it. Are you ready? Good. I'm making a prayer for you right now. Please, let's make it quick. Let's make it quick. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, I strike forth my hand as your servant. According to your decrees, I stand, O Lord, as an enforcer of your decrees. Whoever they do be said, I will declare the decree of the Lord in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Now, as your children have lifted their passports and any ID card, I use this, O Lord, as a point of contact for their traveling destiny. Any assignment of the enemy against their traveling destiny today, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I bring that evil assignment to a halt in the mighty of the Lord Jesus. I speak your word of fire and spirit. Let it open traveling doors for your people. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let it open traveling doors for your people. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you commanded me, O Lord, have I decreed, I declare in the name of Jesus, even as your people are holding this identification cards and even their passports. Let there be an angel standing with them now in Jesus' mighty name. Any of these passports that have already been hijacked spiritually by witches, by occultic people, by fetish people, by the superior blood of Jesus. I declare that right now it has been brought to the altar of the Lord. It has been sanctified by the blood of Jesus. And these great doors of traveling have been opened unto them. Oh, for wait, 
to testify of the amazing things that you have done even through the travelings of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, for the sake of destiny fulfillment, let these doors be open, that your name alone will be glorified. We give you praise in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Wow. Alright, if yours is a passport or ID card or anything, put it under your pillow and sleep over it this night. If you don't have pillow, go and buy some now. And go and buy some now. Don't put cloth there and put no. Some said, please, what if you are doing it for someone? Hey, so you does the person have any ID card? The person should put it under his or her pillow. So let the person know. Are you getting it? Great. That some of you want to travel, but you don't even have a national health insurance card. Don't worry, even if it is soft copy, there's some of the way you, when you sleep, the way you roll your body, if you put the soft copy under your pillow by morning, okay, that the Lord will be your helper. So you can fold it, you can just fold it nicely and you can put it in any rubber or something like you can see, you can get a cloth. Put it in the cloth and just fold it nicely and put it under your pillow. So that one there, no matter how you, you, know, you, you pray on the bed, the Lord will preserve your soft copy. The Lord is our helper. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, I'm so excited for this wonderful evening. I'm telling you, very, very, very excited. Because I believe strongly that the Lord is set to be a great blessing to our lives this evening in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. All right. All right. Some of you, when you travel, remember the church of God. If you travel and you forget us, you'll enter your dreams. You'll be there, you'll be hearing Ghana, 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 Ghana. So just let it be under your pillow for, for um, this night. Yeah. But the someone says some of us don't have access to pillow now. Can we put it under our our bag? Can you sleep on the bag? If only you will not have any neck problem, fine, you can do so. Sure, you can do so. If only, yeah. Oh, you know, there are some people they don't like sleeping on pillows. It's, it's, it's true. Some people don't like that. Someone said that the mind is on my phone. Then put the phone under your pillow. You just need a point of contact. Okay? Yeah. Put it under your pillow and sleep. Yeah, that is it. All right. The Lord bless us. I love the way today, I think, 
the teaching we have i think it's because i i spoke about bringing your passport for traveling prayer that right now we are 110. <clears throat> so you want to travel but you don't want the word of god you see Ada used to be see from so we see a shame i'm telling you but the lord is our helper in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen by the time we are ending this session let's go and look at the number of people that will still be here see people don't like the word of god Better than when some tunings are only. Hmm. When Satan confronted Jesus in the wilderness, all that Jesus used to conquer him was, "It is written. It is written. It is written." You, you don't know what is written. Even what is written, pray you don't know. How much more what is inside your heart? So when the enemy comes at you, what are you going to use to defeat him? That is when you start calling your your pastor. You know, but at that time, your pastor too is with, is with his wife, and they are having a nice time in the third heavens. You call and call and call and call. You will not answer. The next morning you get angry. Eh, all these pastors—that is how they are. When you will be there for them every time, but they can't be there for you. When they take them the seat, they don't mind anybody again. All this past, I will not go to that church again. I will not go to the church. The church, be there. Many people, people insult us. Share that time when, I, when I'm praying, I hear the insults. Hey. My daughter for father said, Daddy, please, are you the one talking? <laughs> it's a serious matter. The only thing that can help you in difficult times is the word of God. I'm telling you the truth. It is not prophecy. It is not the you see. The Lord will help us. There are some people, even when they are going through troubles, you will never know. Hey, some people have gone through series of troubles within the the past six months, but any time you see them, they are joyful. Hey, any time you see them, they are joyful. You don't, you don't get it. Meanwhile, some of you, who could chabet that day, your whole day will get spoiled. Let me say it because the elders, decrees, pastors, Kohene, bed sleeper, bed sleep. Tin, 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 tin. You see, who are we deceiving? I think who you are, you are Oh, you should give me. Amen. Mr. V, God bless you. God bless you. And keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, people of God, I'm so excited for this wonderful evening. I believe God has a great word that will be a blessing to somebody. And、um, we started talking about the mysteries. Hey, my, my small wife, Nanekia Minat. God bless you, Mina. How are you? All right. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Great. So, we started talking about the mysteries of the kingdom of God, and the Lord helped us with the basic understanding and foundation of what the kingdom is. So, please, if today is your first time joining or hearing about、um, our, our theme or the topic, the mysteries of the kingdom of God, I beg you kindly go to the podcast and download the message on the mysteries of the kingdom. At least we need to get the foundation before we move on to the next dimension, else you might get confused. Yeah, but if you believe that, still go and download, go and download. All right, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. So, I told us that there are 12 men. Okay, let me just, I'm just sensing this strongly, so let's do this.、Um, if you have any question on what we studied, Last week and yesterday, any question, if you have any question on、um, the mysteries of the kingdom of God, I'm just going to、um, allow us to ask. And also, if you have any question relating to the things of God, the spirit realm, Christianity, anything related to the spirit realm, God, The church, anything, any question that you want to ask, you can freely ask. All right, so feel free and ask. And if you have any question, you can ask. All right, let's move on. Any question? Any question? Any question? Oh, so no one has. That means we all know everything about God. Everything about the spirit realm, we all know everything. Okay, then if we all know everything, I'm also going to ask my question. And my question, when I ask, I need the answer. <laughs> Okay, if you, don't, if you don't know about God, then definitely there's a. So, you sure you don't have any question? Hey! 
Don't wait for somebody to ask and say, Aha, this is what I wanted to ask. No. Okay. I'm still waiting. One minute more. So, Fafali said that why do we baptize? That's a very, very, very powerful question. I mean, very, very powerful. Why do we baptize? Why do we baptize? Can anybody help us with any knowledge? Why do we baptize? Why do we baptize? Yeah, I think I've answered that before. But I want, I want, can anybody help, help her? Can anybody help her? Why do we baptize? If you know anything, hey, how many of you have been, have been baptized? Hey, Lord Jesus, it's really similar from there to me, but we never had it because your people they don't know why they should be baptized. Hmm, okay. Somebody said there are two forms of this. She's actually talking about water baptism because we all know Holy Ghost baptism. She's talking about okay. Somebody is saying, Oh, you can try, you can try. Feel free. You are in church. Okay, my son that was doing away with the past self in that. Dipping us, dipping ourselves in the water means dying and coming anew in Christ or unto Christ. That's a very great point. All right. What else? And they said we baptize to show ourselves approved with God. Okay. Okay. That is also another point. So we said we baptize to live for God and not for ourselves. Okay. That's great. That's great. Okay. Yuni said, we baptize because... Okay, we are baptizing because it's, it is to obey Christ's command. Okay, so Christ commanded us to baptize. And that is why we are baptizing. Okay, Kofi said, number one, water baptism is for repentance. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's one good point. Irene said, baptism is to be renewed to gain the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. Someone said, willing to serve God unconditionally. I see. Okay. Gift said, a new life in Christ. Abba said, prophet, please, if a pastor tells you your boyfriend will break your heart or 
not marry you. Please, can prayers make it turn around? Can he end up marrying you? Okay, I will come to that very soon. Don't be worried at all. All right. Mister, the project said it is a public declaration of your stand in Christ. Okay. Okay. The apologist said we are baptized to remember the death and resurrection of Christ. That is a great point. So he said it symbolizes new life in Christ. Okay. Okay, Kafani said, after the baptism is done, you need to receive the Holy Spirit, right? Why then do we baptize yet? Some of us don't receive the Holy Spirit. I just want to know that part. That, okay, alright, I love that side. Do you know that there are some people who have not been baptized with water, but they have been baptized with the Holy Ghost? It is very possible. Very, very possible. That is the main reason why there is a clear reason why we baptize in water. Mm? There is a very clear reason why we do that. And anybody that has not baptized in water, it does not mean when the person dies, the person will not go to heaven. That, it does not mean that. Because you being registered as a citizen of heaven is just because the Holy Spirit is in you. Are you getting the picture? Good. Now, the word of the Lord told us in the book of John chapter 3, when Nicodemus moved to Jesus and said, Rabbi, we know that you are of God, for no man can do what thou doest, except God is with him. Now, Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Can I say something? So you see, there is what happens when the Spirit gives birth to you. And there is what happens when the waters give birth to you. <laughs> now, when the Spirit gives birth to you, we all understand how everything starts um, we, yesterday we talked about it how the holy spirit is the mother that gives birth to us and the holy ghost is actually the promised land that god promised abraham not necessarily the land where the israelites are right now because the bible said the natural first and the spiritual second so definitely there had to be a natural land but there is a spiritual land that is the original promise that God actually promised Abraham of. And that land is the Holy Ghost. So I want you to know this. The Holy Ghost actually is a land. Before we go into that side, I'm just trying to let you understand this. The only scripture that tells you deeply why you need water baptism is in the book of First Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse, verse 19 to 21. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 19 to 21. Let us read what Peter is saying and what he said about baptism. 
Listen to what Peter said. Peter said, So he went and preached to the spirits in prison. He's talking about the Lord Jesus. Those who disobeyed God long ago, when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat, only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism. Look at that. So the waters that flooded in the time of Noah, Peter is telling us that it is a picture of baptism, which now saves you. Look at So baptism saves you. How does it save you? Now Peter said, not by removing death from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This one is so flat. This one, it is so flat. You don't need any any further explanation to understand. Peter is now telling us that when you are baptized in water, listen to this. Now, during the time of Noah, when Noah was building the ark, because God had already told him that a certain flood is coming, so he should go and preach to the people so that they will repent and not be carried away by the flood. But the people laughed at him. Because even when Noah started, Noah started building the ark, he kept preaching and he preached for 120 years. 120 years. Still, people did not believe. So what kind of rain have you preached about for 120 years and it has still not happened? So people even laughed at him. But when he built it, the Bible said only eight people were saved by that flood. Get this. That means that this flood that was coming was a sign of salvation. Don't look at how the flood wiped away some people from the land. It was actually a means of salvation unto Noah and his people. Are you getting the picture? So look at the salvation assignment of the waters. And how did the water save Noah and his people? Let me explain. Now, during the time of Noah, go and ask the reason why God brought the flood. The word of the Lord said, in the book of Genesis chapter 6, that when God saw that the heart of men were very wicked, day in and day out, and how did the heart of men become wicked? It was as a result of the sons of God that mingled their seed with the seed of humanity. It was in that period when the sons of God, a group of angelic beings in the heavens, came to the earth in the nature of men. And when they came, they saw that the children, the women, the children of men were beautiful and they slept with them and they began to give birth. Now, if you go deep into history, you will realize that God was trying to save the people and the salvation that God was trying to do was so much deep into the conscience of the people. That is the main reason why baptism with water or water baptism has what 
has, has its assignment in the conscience and in the mind of men. In the mind of men, it is known as repentance. In the conscience of men, it opens the way for the Holy Spirit to come into you and do what we call circumcision. I don't want to go into that. But I'm just trying to let you understand something simple. The simple understanding of this is that the flood that came during the time of Noah saved eight people. And that was Noah, his wife, his three sons and their wives. So baptism, so now Peter is telling us that water baptism is a picture of the flood during the time of Noah. And just as the water saved eight people, baptism of water saves us. And how does it save us? It saves us in the conscience so that, he said, not by removing death from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience, a clean conscience, a clean conscience. It is effective. Water baptism is very effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, anybody that has been baptized, let me, let me be very plain with you. If you are somebody hmm, that has not yet been baptized with water, you realize that you struggle with a lot of things. And these things are actually thoughts, mindsets, your conscience, desires. Are you following Good. So people that have not been baptized with water, even though the Holy Ghost is in them, they are praying in tongues, doing everything. That it looks like the enemy has a, a certain way of attacking their conscience. So they have issues when it comes to their conscience. There is a certain issue when it comes to them having a clean conscience. Let me be, let me say it in another way if you are not baptized in water and you commit any um, sinful act the rate at which your conscience will condemn you is higher than the person that has been baptized in water i don't know if you are getting what i'm saying And people have become victims of this. Yes. So you see, when you meet somebody who is having an issue, the moment they step on somebody's toes, kim, a voice will come out of their conscience. And you see, your conscience can condemn you. Your own conscience. And the condemnation of your conscience is what brings about guilt and if you know how weightier guilt is you will know it is a very serious thing people feeling guilty have taken their own lives 
So if you want your conscience to be a clean conscience, baptism in water will help you. I'm not talking about when they sprinkle water on your face. That is not baptism. The word baptism itself is the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. To immerse. So would it be beam, nubi, beam? Not the sprinkling of water. Are you getting the picture? That, so that some of you, when your church, they sprinkle water on you and they say they have baptized you. That is not what the Bible says. That is not bad. That is sprinkling. Even the blood of Jesus has dimensions of work. We have the, the, the dimension of the blood of Jesus that we dip ourselves into. We have the dimension of the blood of Jesus that we sprinkle. So the word of the Lord said, we have come to the blood of sprinkling. Go and look at the work of the high priest when he's going before the Shekinah glory of God in the most holy place. The blood of the lamb that he will put in a certain utensil, he sprinkles some on some of the utensils, but there are some of them he will pour on it. So you need to learn these things. It is not sprinkling of water on your face that gives you baptism. It is not baptism. It is called sprinkling. So if they sprinkled water on your face and on your head, you have not been baptized. Are you getting the picture? This one is a whole sermon on its own. But the very main reason why we get baptized is for the sake of our conscience. And listen to what the Bible says. Do you know that when your conscience is attacked, your faith cannot work? Your faith cannot work. So the Bible said in the book of First Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Listen to what the Bible said. The Bible said, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. Say, cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Look at that. So if you want your faith to be strong in the Lord, your conscience also must be clean. And can I say something about conscience a little bit? Now, God bless you, Jerry. God bless you. Let me say something about conscience. The word conscience, the word conscience is actually divided into two, two words, con and science. The word con means wit, W-I-T-H, wit. And science means knowledge. So the word conscience means with knowledge. With knowledge. Anybody that has a conscience has a certain knowledge. Are you following? Now, let me show you how conscience came about. In the book of Genesis, when man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that was the very moment conscience started. 
with knowledge. The moment man ate, because man knew nothing, he was in a state of innocence, like a, a child that has been born today. The child does not know what is wrong, what is right. But the moment that knowledge of wrong and right enters into your heart, conscience has been formed. And the moment conscience is formed, conscience must subject to a certain higher knowledge. Let me break it down for you to understand. So, when you go to conscience is subject to knowledge, there are certain cultural places. When you go there, wearing a skirt or marrying five women is a certain normal thing in that culture. So, when a man marries five women in that place, there is no sense of guilt in his conscience. Are you getting the picture? Because it is something that is ruling. It is a certain knowledge ruling over the person's conscience. The way when you commit fornication, you feel very bad and you feel so guilty. There are some people, they don't feel like that because their consciences don't speak to them based on the knowledge they have. Oh, like in as for this place, you can just sleep with anybody you want. When you are ready to marry, you marry. You know, man was not made to sleep with only one woman. As a man, it is your birthright to be sleeping with plenty of women. You see? So where they get the knowledge from is where their consciences will be subjected to. I don't know if you are getting the picture. So the reason why when you commit fornication, there is this sense of guilt and you feel very bad and you quickly just want to ask God for forgiveness is because you have believed in a certain knowledge from the word of God that as a Christian, you are not supposed to fornicate. So as a Christian, the word of God has become the standard of your conscience. So once you violate the word of God, your conscience will start acting. But there are some people, the word of God is not their standard. It is not the standard of the knowledge that they are conscious subject to. In fact, what you think it is bad, you see, it is because of the word of God that you can know what is good and what is bad. The word of God will tell you, if you insult an elderly person, it is an evil thing. But there are some people, it is not like that in their place. When an elderly man sees that they are sitting on a chair, they will not get up for him to sit. You came to meet me. But there are some of us, in your culture, if you see an elderly man coming to you, you will quickly get up for him to sit. If you don't do it, your conscience will start acting up because there is a knowledge in your culture that when you see an elderly man, show respect. And one of the ways to show respect is to get up for him to sit. So learn these days. Are you getting the picture? So based on... That is why everybody has different consciences based on what they have placed above themselves as a standard knowledge. A standard knowledge. As believers, our standard is the word of God. So the moment you go against the word of God, your conscience begins to act up. Then for you to be, at the moment your conscience begins to act up, when if you're a man of God and you commit fornication, 
and immediately your conscience begins to condemn you. <laughs> you see? This, this, then they, at that moment, they bring a child that is dying to you. Man of God, pray for this child. Hey, you that you are in trouble in your conscience, can you pray for the child to be healed? At that point, your faith has been hijacked. And that is what the Bible said. That some of our forefathers, they threw away good conscience when regarding to faith. So when they were supposed to manifest their faith power, because they, they had been into certain wrong things, their conscience were condemning them. So they couldn't even release their faith in prayer. And the children they brought to them who were sick children died. That is what we call shipwreck. The Gideon to assume. So for your, your faith to be strong, your conscience must always be clean. Some of you, when you, those of you who are singers, when you commit fornication Saturday night and you are supposed to minister, you are supposed to leave the choir on Sunday morning. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Every day. And let me tell you something. The devil's, ample, the devil's megaphone that he uses to condemn people is the conscience of men. <laughs> he will use your conscience as a megaphone. You, you, you run away. The moment you take the microphone, then the lady you fornicated with, you see her face. Hey! Holy Ghost! Meet me shaky, you know? Shame my name, so. You have not bent. You see, what shame bent offering? Those of you who are singers, you understand what I'm saying. Bent offering. You need two keys. You better share the keyboard with you now. Hey! May the Lord help us. <laughs> so you see, that is the main reason why anytime you are walking in sinful acts, your faith is under attack. And how your faith is under attack is because your faith is linked to your conscience. By the time will come, if you continue to do these things, your conscience will not prompt you anymore. So there are dimensions of the conscience. We have a seared conscience, a good conscience. A clean conscience, a pure conscience. Are you following? We have a weak conscience in First Corinthians chapter eight verse twelve. He said, "But when you sin, so against the brethren, and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ." First Corinthians chapter eight verse twelve speaks of a weak conscience. Are you following? Hey, look at what Paul said in the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 1. Romans chapter 9 verse 1. Paul is saying something beautiful here. He said, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Can your conscience bear you witness? You that when you take your mic when you take microphone to worship the Lord, your conscience starts condemning you. If your conscience is not bearing witness with you in truthfulness, something has attacked your faith. And the Bible spoke to us about a weak conscience. 
He said, Acts chapter 24, verse 16. Listen to what the Bible said. Acts chapter 24, verse 16. He said, And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Mm. Mm. He said, Let me read from the ISV. He said, Therefore, I always do my best. To have a clear conscience before God and people. I always do my best. I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and all people. That means your conscience is before God and people. Listen to me. Before God and people. So you can come before God and your conscience will start condemning you. You can start in front of people and your conscience will start condemning you. The message said, believe me, I do my level best to keep a clear conscience before God and my neighbors in everything I do. I do my level best. <laughs> that day. Listen to what Paul said again. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 3. Listen to what Paul said. Paul was writing this to his son in the Lord, Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Paul said, I thank God, whom I serve for my fathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day. He said, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. No, second. Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, rather. He said, Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience. You see? So we serve God with clear conscience. If your conscience is not clear, serving God will be very difficult. He said, the message said, every time I say your name in prayer, which is practically all the time, I thank God for you, the God I worship with my whole life in the tradition of my ancestors, with my whole life. Ooh, people of God, this is a serious thing that we need to um, actually handle. So you see, can you all hear me please? So as a child of God, for you to walk in faith that is so strong, you need to have a clear conscience. I told you there is what we call the weak conscience. There is what we call a seared conscience. First Timothy 4 verse 2 says, speaking lies. He said from verse 1 to 2, he said, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Listen to some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Mm. The NLT said, I would need the 
NIV or any other um, scripture. Let me, I want to say something very heavy here. Listen, he said, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. That means at that point, there is no faith. Faith has been taken away. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. We have a dead conscience. At least when you do something wrong and your conscience prompts you that what you have done is wrong, you quickly run to God and say, Lord, what I've done is wrong. I'm sorry. Please touch my life. Touch my life. But people who do wrong, they are Christians. They will do wrong and nothing will clear their minds. Because the conscience that would have, should have actually you know, spoken to them is already dead. Now, I'll show you how to get a dead conscience. How dead consciences actually come about. Very serious. And what will be the end when your conscience is dead? Once your conscience is dead, your faith is also dead. That is the reason why these people departed from the faith. All because their consciences were dead. And there are human beings, Christians, that are walking towards a dead conscience. It's a very serious thing. Some of them are pastors. I know pastors. Oh, I'll come there. The message said, The Spirit makes it clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. These liars have lied so well and for so long that they have lost their capacity for truth. They have lost... There is, no, there is no capacity in them for truth. Hey, this is serious. That means these people, we don't preach to them because the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to them that are lost. These are lost people. When we say a person is lost, someone that has departed from the faith. But understand, this, if somebody has departed, it means at first he was wet or in. Are you getting the picture? Because you can only depart from something you were once with. So he said, in the last time, many shall depart. That, that means it is possible for somebody who is a believer in Christ to later become an unbeliever. It is possible. How does this thing happen? Dead conscience. And what is a dead conscience? When you do what the word of God has told you you should not do, you do it and you are peaceful. You do it and you don't hear the voice of the Holy Ghost that you are wrong. You do it and you are happy doing it. You continue to do it. You don't, you don't hear from the Holy Ghost, from your conscience, on the fact that what you have done is wrong, so you need to repent. You see, people get to a point, repentance gets out of their hearts, their minds. That is the period where and the Bible said when that happens, there is no capacity in them for the truth. That means they are always they always allow doctrines of devils, lies, lies. Yesterday I was I was watching a certain short video of a set. I laughed. Hey. The man said, I'm part of Lodge. And also, I am a pastor. 
by a pastor but is also part of Lord. He's a pastor and he's part of Lord. <laughs> How did they happen? Now they went into details and they realized that this man said, but that's what many people have been saying, including let me make, I'm just using him as a, an example, not you see, a man like Adagraja. Adagraja said, he worships God, but he's not a Christian. See? And you go deep into it, and it was an angel that the angel calls himself Adagraja that told him everything. That's as for Jesus. Oh, the, 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 Jesus is just somebody. You see? But some people, when they stand and they tell you things about Jesus, you'll be shocked. This same Ajagraja man said Jesus was having um, Mary Magdalene as his concubine. He said, Yes, we planning Mary Magdalene. How did he know? An angel told him. Hey. So Paul told us something. He said, In the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, listen to what Paul said. Because, listen, somebody can have an encounter with a spirit being that will look exactly like an angel, but this one is a demon. And he will lead you into demonic doctrines. And if you are somebody who was already into fornications, into all kind of lasciviousness, and your conscience has been numbed to a point where it is dead, you are only opening up unto lies from demons. And as you begin to take in all these lies, you have departed from the faith. At that point, your soul does not belong to the Lord Jesus anymore. So it is possible that, that is the reason why it is possible that a Christian can lose his salvation. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, once saved, forever saved. People who are saved, they are not saved now, as I'm talking to you. Because they have departed from the faith. And some of them, it started with something small. A whole person may catch them and say, we should be careful. Because if you're a believer, what you point to be, you fornicate and you don't feel anything bad about it. You are gradually moving to a point. You need to be careful. Listen to what Paul said. Paul said, let me be blunt. If one of us, even if an angel from heaven were to preach something other than what we preached originally, let him be cursed. Hey, let him be cursed. I said it once, I will say it again. If anyone, regardless of reputation or credentials, preaches something other than what you received originally, let him be cursed. Even if it is an angel, let that angel be cursed. There are people that will come and tell you, and this is the doctrine of devils, and one of them is seen in Islam. They said Jesus is not the son of God because God does not give birth. If Jesus is the son of God, then where is the wife of God? You see, using 
human understanding to fathom the things of God. So according to Islam, Jesus is... Sometimes you just laugh. When you, when you read their Quran, you laugh. They are contradicting themselves. When you go, when you enter into Islam and you study the Quran, we have what we call Islamic eschatology, the end times of Islam. The same way Christians have end times, that Jesus will come and he will take all of us and judgment and this and this. Islam also have um, eschatological, you know, books. They, they, they call it the Hadith. Hadith. H-A-D-I-T-H. Now, this Hadith, according to the eschatological writings is <laughs> this is very funny islam believes that jesus is the son of mary not the son of god they believe he was a prophet that was sent by god they believe in his immaculate conception they believe in his incarnation they believe that but they believe that he is just a prophet sent from god and they also believe that jesus did not die to them he did not die but god took him to heaven and when god took him to heaven according to islamic eschatology there is a certain guy who is the enemy of god called al-dajjah and in al-dajjah is linked to satan al-dajjah he rebelled against god and all those things and it is only jesus who is known as isa that can conquer al Dajjah. <laughs> so where is Muhammad? What is Muhammad going to do in this matter? Can you all hear me please? Can I say something? I'm about to say something big. If you're a Muslim, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Listen to me, child of God. all the systems of the devil you might look at the devil and you think he's fighting against himself but he has set systems i'm telling you the gospel truth the anti do you know <laughs> very funny May the Lord help. I don't want to go into Islam, I don't want to go into Islam matters. We we're just talking about conscience. So let me try and <laughs> because Islam they are already confused. They are already confused. Very, very confused. Do you know when you go to Saudi Arabia, that is where the throne of Islam is? Saudi Arabia, that is where the throne of Islam is. And according to Islam, when do you, we all know that Islam came out of a young man by name Ishmael, and Ishmael was the son of Abraham according to the flesh, not 
of the promise of the spirit so now when isaac was born and ishmael started misbehaving the bible said sarah spoke to her husband abraham and abraham sacked hagar and the lad ishmael so they left understand that hagar was an egyptian she was from egypt and it was in that period that god had already given abraham god had already given abraham a vision the bible said god made a deep sleep to fall on abraham and he entered into a covenant with abraham how did they happen god told abraham to get certain animals he should divide those one every animal into two and he should line all of them up and god in the times of food that is what used to happen when two kings want to enter into a covenant they will, each of them will get animals and they will kill the animals and they will divide them into two they will bisect the animals and they will put all of them in line so it will become like a pathway then both of them will pass through the pathway to the other side and once they are all passing through that pathway of the animals they will start releasing curses and blessings on themselves if we break this covenant we shall be like these dead animals here but if we fulfill it we shall receive good things we shall this, this then after that they will all go to the other side are you following now this is exactly what god told abraham to do so when abraham got these animals he divided all of them into two but there was one animal that god told him not to divide the animal and if you read your bible you find out when you get it let me know and let me if you get the meaning for which god told him not to divide that animal i have a special gift for you but now when god did when abraham did that god the bible said god made a deep sleep to fall on abraham and god's presence which was like smoke came and passed through that pathway of the animal so abraham did not pass through it it was only god and when god did that he stood close to abraham and he began to speak to abraham in the deep sleep and he told abraham that your descendant will go into captivity for 400 years in egypt it was later <laughs> so you see this hagar from an egyptian land was actually a tactical assignment of the enemy look at that he said abraham brought all these to him cut them into two and arranged the halves opposite each other the beds however he did not cut in half so go and look go and look for the meaning that's not what i'm talking about all right i, I don't know if you're all getting my point so i'm just trying to let you understand that Hagar was from egypt and egypt used to worship a certain god the god of the moon the god of the moon now the moon goddess in egypt was known as la l a h la l a h now in arabic the word al means the or the 
just as el can also mean death so prophet bernard l bernard means prophet bernard de bernard i know you are getting it good so if you add al to la what do you get good you get simply allah and allah the word la actually is the moon god the moon god that the egyptians worship so allah actually simply means the moon god no wonder when you see their their mosque there is a, a crescent a moon sign on top of it that is the god they are worshiping they are not worshiping our god So every Muslim is not worshipping the God that the Christians worship. If they tell you that, they have deceived you. Because according to the Quran, God does not have a son. They said God does not give birth. He said Allah is but the mightiest, the greatest. Far be it from him to have a son. So it should be far away from Allah to have a son. So their God Allah does not have a son. But if they link this to your God and they said Allah is the God that we Christians are worshipping, it does not actually tell you. Are you getting the picture? Because our God, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So if our God is telling us that he has a son and Islam says their God does not have a son, then these might be two different gods. It's not true. If you really sit down and look into things, you will realize they have deceived many people for a long time. They've deceived many people. They've deceived many people. Now, so when Abraham sacked Hagar and Ishmael, according to the word of the Lord, they got to a point where the child was crying. There was no water. Their bread and water got finished. And whilst they were sitting somewhere, an angel of the Lord appeared. The Bible said Hagar was the one crying, but God, the angel, heard the voice of the Lord. And when the angel appeared, the angel said, What do you want? He said, We need water. The, and the, the word of the Lord said, The angel of the Lord showed them water to drink. Now, when you go into Islamic history, according to Islam, when Hagar and Ishmael were sacked from Abraham's house, when they go to that place where God sent an angel to them. The angel told Hagar to use her finger to scratch the ground. Water will come out. And when Hagar did that, waters came out. And that water was known as Zamzam water. So when you go to Saudi Arabia, there is a certain water there called Zamzam water. And that water heals the sick. It does miracles. Yes, it is still there as I'm talking to you. It is still there. It's called the Zamzam water. So that is what some Muslims, when they get the chance to go to Mecca, 
when they bring Zamzam water back to their town, ah, the moment they return, they change their name to Al Haji. Al Haji. <laughs> May the Lord help us and give us grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. They change their name to Al Haji. May the Lord help us. Yes, Al Haji and Hajia. Yes, it actually means someone that has or let the pilgrim, the pilgrim, someone that has gone to Mecca and has returned. Are you following? Because when they go to Mecca, they practice something they call Hajj. And this Hajj is the moving around of the Kaaba. The Kaaba is a black stone that they move around seven times. So the act of moving around the Kaaba for seven times is known as Hajj. So once you move around it and you return, you, have been, you, you are now called Al-Hajj. And everybody sees you as a wealthy person. You have gone to. It is the same way people can go to Israel and return. We call that place the Holy Land. So Mecca is the Holy Land to Islam. Now, can I can I give you another? Let me give you another key. <laughs> In Islamic eschatology. Where Islam, where Muslims are trying, to, where they are looking for and where they are going is a place called Jerusalem. And that Jerusalem is actually where the capital city of Israel. Listen to me carefully. So from Mecca to Jerusalem is 666 <laughs> uh, Can you all hear me please? From Mecca to Jerusalem is 666 quarter miles and when you hear of 666 you understand what it means <laughs> Can you all hear me, please? Good. Do to understand these things. I think I have a, a short message on Islam and the Antichrist on the podcast. So you can go and download and listen to it. It will help you. 
In fact, let me just give you one quick thing for you to do.、Hmm? When there is what we call in the name of Allah, the same way we say in the name of Jesus. When you say in the name of Jesus, you have actually touched the power of God. Are you following? Good. Now, So, there's what we call in the name of Allah. In the name of Allah in Arabic is known, we say it, Bismillah. Bismillah. So, there's some of you who have stayed in Zongo for some time. You, you know some of the, the recitations. Bismillah. Bismillah means in the name of Allah. In the name of Allah. I wanted to say something, but let me pause. Many of you will get confused. May the Lord help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, I think I've, I've taught on this before. I've taught on this before. I gave us, when you check the word Bismillah, Bismillah. Look at the word Bismillah in Arabic. You can go to Google. Now, go to Google and type Bismillah. You see how it is written in Arabic.、Hmm? Can you hear? Can you hear me, please? Good. So you can just go straight to Google and type Bismillah. Let me, Bismillah is B I S M I L L A H. 
good. So you can just go and type it and see how it is written in Arabic. And how the letter 666 is also written. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to jump for you to get confused. Bismillah is just the word in the name of Allah. In the name of Allah. Are you following? And look at how the number 666 is also written in Greek. The number 666. So you can just type 666 in Greek. When you go, when you enter into that, just go to the image that you find on Google and just check the imagery of how Bismillah is written in Arabic and how 666 is written in Greek and compare. If you can download the picture, you can even post it on the, you can post it on the um, WhatsApp platform on the telegram platform for people to see can you see something good can you see something here Yes, so Mrs. Blankson has posted it on the WhatsApp platform. So what are we trying to say? God willing, tomorrow I will take you into that. Then we all will have understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. But basically, that is what I want you to know. The manifestation of the Antichrist in our season now is actually Islam. Yes, and if we don't know, Islam is plot, plotting its machinations <laughs> against believers. I fear not. For the Lord is building an army. And these things we see, ISIS, Boko Haram and all those things, we have an agenda. See, if you want to be a strong believer, these are some of the things you need to know and know how to stand for Christ. It is good to pray for breakthroughs and all those kind of things. But these are things that are there. Whether you decide to know it or not, they are there. So you need to stand as a believer. Some of you during a Edo Fetal and Edo Ada. Hey, 
who be a machine because Salanama why real. The big crash of regimes is here, make us. All right, the Lord bless us all and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I believe we have been blessed this evening. Great, great, great. We give God all the praise and the glory. So please, right after here, I'm going to upload um, the message. So if you want to have understanding you can go and download it and also if you want to have more understanding about islam you can also have a message on islam and the antichrist you can go and download that and um yes i'm not saying go and hate every muslim no we win them to christ we win them to christ don't hate muslims that is not our nature as believers we, we are we are people of love they hate us they hate us the few of them that are that know in fact those few people they have not gone deep into islam if they go deep into islam they will become radical because it is in in their quran that when you meet anybody that does not believe in allah that person in fact they insult christians and the hebrew the jews they say we are pigs <laughs> say a christian is a pig a jew is a pig Yes, they insult us it's because we are not part of the commonwealth of islam and according to quran if you massacre people that are not muslims you have a reward with allah yes so they kill people for rewards what they kill you they say allah akbar they say allah is the greatest That is why some of the some of the Muslims they don't want to sit down for you to teach them. They are radical on It is the spirit that is backing them that does that. But the Lord will help us. We will win a lot of Muslims to Christ in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Let's meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. GMT for preschool time. The Lord will favor you and release his function even upon your destiny in the mighty name of the lord jesus if you want to support the work of god the number is 0240312551 god bless you and keep all of you strong in jesus precious mighty name we shall meet shalom bye bye